Are you here? Are you here with us today? Are you here tonight? Whether it's today or tonight, you are listening to the Paul Leslie Hour. Thank you for being here today and tonight. So, this is a short interview from the archives that we've got for you today or tonight. Listen whenever you please. You'll be pleased if you listen. You'll be hearing Paul E. Leslie's interview with Juilliard-trained pianist and composer Bernard Weinstock today. Or maybe tonight. So, in this interview, Weinstock talks about his life and times as a musician and composer. Bernard Weinstock also talks about his album, American Romance. Day or night, night and day, we ask that you help the Paul Leslie Hour in our mission. Please find Paul Leslie's YouTube channel and subscribe. It'll make Paul's day and night. If you got a couple of bucks and believe in our mission to tell the human story day after day and night after night, well, just drop on down to www.thepaulleslie.com slash support. Hey, we don't have all day. Uh, we don't have all night. Come on, Paul. Let's hear that interview with Bernard Weinstock. And one more thing. Make it a great day. And night. It is our great pleasure to welcome composer and pianist Bernard Weinstock. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Paul. It's a pleasure to be here. Ed Hart, who is Bernard Weinstock? I guess you mean musically. Hmm. Wow. Starting off with a big question there. Well, I'm someone who loves music, who's always loved music, and I love music that is meaningful to people and that people enjoy. And and that's what I try to... That's the thing, is to make music and for people to enjoy that music. That's the main thing. I guess it sounds a little... Maybe it sounds a little trite, but more than anything else, Music has to be heard and appreciated and has to reach people. And I try to, I want that to happen with the music that I make where other people have an experience similar to the experiences that I have when I listen to music that I really like. What was life like growing up? Life wasn't so easy growing up. I wasn't very much supported with my uh, musical ambitions. I was given piano lessons as many kids are, but I wasn't expected to take it too seriously. And when I began to, I ran into difficulties with my father, who wanted me to do something more, you know, uh, normal, I suppose. Besides that, my parents didn't have the world's best marriage, so it was not a, a smooth childhood on any front. What kind of music did you grow up listening to? Well, I was lucky that both my parents were music lovers who had, they each had collections of everything from classical to folk to uh, pop uh, show tunes. And it was really, there were, 
there weren't too many styles that were on record that weren't represented in in, in their collective in their collections. And I grew up as a child having exposure to that, so there was no difference. It could have been a uh, a Beethoven sonata on one record and a show tune on another, and or pop songs from the fifties. Uh, they were all more or less part of the record collection, so there wasn't much of a distinction between styles. What about your favorite pianists? Well, two of my favorites. There were the you know there were the three Bs: Brahms, Bach, Brahms, and uh, Beethoven. Uh, Beethoven and Brahms in chronological order. The two Keiths are Keith Emerson and Keith Jarrett for me. Keith Emerson was the first pianist that that really blew me away because as a youngster I was listening more to rock and roll music, and when when I heard some of Emerson, Lake and Palmer, uh, Keith Emerson's piano playing where. He's playing rock and roll piano one minute and playing Bach the next minute and then coming back to rock and roll. That just floored me. I just loved how he was able to do that and how he really was able to play the instrument. The showmanship, of course, everybody loves. But musically, I didn't see him, of course, perform when I was a young kid. But musically, he made my joy drop open at a very young age. And I wanted to be able to go from playing one style to another to another to another and have that whole palette for self-expression. And the other Keith is similar. Keith Jarrett is also known for being a first-rate jazz pianist and classical pianist, and more importantly, improviser. And that's, of course, you know, I mean, especially in the classical piano world, people, there are many, many, many wonderful pianists out there, but, but the ones that can compose on the spot and can also play well, that's few and far between, and Keith Jarrett is probably the best example of that kind of a musician. So there are the two Keiths, and I have to throw in George Winston, because I did hear George Winston's music when I was very young, and I was just struck by the simplicity and the lyricism and how powerful simple piano playing could be. So balancing the two Keiths would have to be something like the sound of George Winston. So that's the short answer. There are many, many, many. I try to be influenced by every musician I've, I've ever heard, famous and not. Our special guest is composer and pianist Bernard Weinstock. In terms of your own composing, who would you say are the composers that have had the biggest influence on your own songwriting? You know, I'll tell you what it feels like. I don't know if, if, any, if, if people would agree with me or not, but from... What it feels like. I mean, when I think of influences of composer, my ideal is, is Beethoven. And it may sound a little strange in this day and age, but he is the ideal artist. Self-expression at all costs. No obstacles are recognized. And drama. Beethoven never lets you be bored. And to me, that's, uh, you know, what I was saying earlier when you asked me about who I am as a person, and then I answered as a musician, that's really one of my most important rules of music and art is that it shouldn't be boring. And Beethoven epitomizes so much and so much uh, hope. So there you go. Also, Mendelssohn's Songs Without Words. What I'm trying to do with the instrumental music is to create instrumental music that are really Songs Without Words, ABA4, memorable melodies, not something with extended developments. But again, artistically, musically, I have to think of to name one composer, one artist, it would be Beethoven. You have an album entitled American Romance. 
How did you get that title? Okay, it came about because of the second uh, second track on the album, Hollywood Romance. And I called that track Hollywood Romance. I think it's more or less for obvious reasons. It, it's, it's dramatic, it's passionate, it goes through all kinds of different moods. And when I was thinking about, when I was naming the pieces, because I do name them after I write them, and I was trying to come up with a name for it, and it just seemed to me like a, like an old-fashioned Hollywood romance movie with the drama and the passion and the whole thing. So I named it Hollywood Romance. I was then going to call the album Hollywood Romance after that track. And it just seemed with a little tweak instead of Hollywood Romance, American Romance. And it just seemed to capture some of the tracks and the feel. And I like the title more than... Hollywood Romance, so that's how we came up with it, the album name, that's how I came up with the album name. Tell us about the song that opens the album, Back Again. Okay, well, I wrote my first album over ten years ago, it's called Evening Piano Solos, and I was expecting that to be the first of a number of albums fairly soon after that, and it has been a long time for various reasons. One was trying to think of exactly what I wanted to do as a follow-up to Evening. And the other was because Evening ran into production difficulties along the way that made it take longer than usual. Typical story. So as I was writing the music for this second record, one of the first pieces I wrote was a, I wanted a nice, happy, busy, beautiful piece. That was one of the first pieces I worked on for this new record. And the feel of it, it's optimistic and... There's just a lot of energy and happiness about it, and I just felt like this is me coming back again as a musician. People haven't heard from me for a long time, and this is my introduction track to coming back and saying hello again. What inspires you to compose music? I have to say it's two things, really. It's it's the urge for self-expression, to feel, to express emotions, which are so difficult to express in words. There's that urge to connect with other people, to say, this is a very subtle, indescribable emotion that I feel and that you feel, but the only way we can communicate this is through art. And there's something, well, let me just say, that's the first thing, is the um, communicating of emotion. And the second thing is, is creating art, which is to create something that's beautiful, that you put your all your work into and, and try to make something that you're proud of, that's lasting, that approaches perfection. And that that's meaningful. So between the two, that's what keeps me going. Are there any aspirations as an artist that you have not yet accomplished? Any big dreams you have? Well, I tell you, actually, other than some, some more recordings that I have in my head that I want to make reality... But my big dream, I would say, since you put it that way, there are a few piano concertos that I have always wanted to perform. The Brahms Second Piano Concerto is one of the most meaningful pieces to me. The Chopin E Minor Concerto. There are a few of the big romantic concertos that I love. And I never thought I would have an opportunity to perform them with a solo orchestra because it's just so competitive and such a big difficult uh, thing to do. But I hope somehow, someday, I will have the opportunity to play one of the great romantic concertos as an orchestra.
What is the best thing about being Bernard Weinstock? Okay, wow, these are really great questions. You really make me think. Well, you know what? I think I have to say, and, and I hope something come out wrong, but my creativity. I I enjoy my my creativity. I enjoy I enjoy wherever ideas come from and tapping into that, and knowing you can, and knowing you can tap into that, knowing that I can tap into this musical well at at any time and commune with great musicians of the past and the present and have their music go through my fingers and brain. It's kind of like having the well in the backyard and knowing it's there and you can dip into that musical well, that creative well. That's a wonderful thing that really makes makes it worth it. My last question, very open-ended. For anyone listening to this, what would you say to the listeners? Okay. Well, again, going back to something I said earlier, I hope, sincerely hope, that people that some of the people out there at some points during some of the music on the record get that feeling that I used to get when I was a kid and that I still get when I hear music that really touches me when when you get the goosebumps and the hair stands on the back of the neck up in the back of the neck it can be one part of one song of the whole record but you keep going back to that for that feeling that it gives you and I I hope that listeners out there experience that to some degree and if they do then that just is the best thing. Mr. Weinstock, thank you so much for this interview. It's been a great pleasure to speak to you. Thank you so much, Paul. It's been a pleasure. It's been very interesting. I enjoyed it very much. Thank you. I hope you perform in Atlanta at some point. Oh, I'd love to. I have a friend who lives in Madison. Ah, Madison, Georgia. That is in northeast Georgia. Until next time, thanks so much. Wow, well, thank you so much, and really, it was a pleasure. Thank you for stopping by today. If you enjoyed our program, consider telling a friend about it. The Paul Leslie Hour is made possible through people just like you. So you want to keep the show going, right? Go to thepaulleslie.com. That's thepaulleslie.com. Click on Support the Show. And thanks to everyone who contributes. Performance of the intro music is courtesy of John Primerano, The Entertainer, written by Scott Joplin. End credit theme music is courtesy of John Primerano, the traditional song, Corina, Corina. Your announcer is Dan Gold. Hey, that's me. The show is hosted and produced by Paul Leslie. And we'll see you next time on the Paul Leslie Hour.